What's up, everybody? Welcome into the first ever edition, months in the making. I know we're all super excited about this, of the new, your new favorite podcast, Beers on Heads podcast. And so uh, what we're going to do first is we're going to give a little intro to everybody and explain what's going on and what you're going to be listening to for the rest of your life. Um, I'll start it out right now, Pete Roulier, but from now on, from this point forward, when you're referring to me on the Beers and Head podcast, this is new to these guys too. My name is Pete Podcast. I'm no longer Pete Roulier when I get into this realm. I'm Pete Podcast because I'm yeah. determined that this is going to be amazing. So let's start off with my guy, uh, JJ. Let's uh, tell him a little bit of a story about yourself and like where you came from. Uh, yeah, so I think, uh, I mean, a lot of people, I think, I feel like we share like a lot of mutual followers. So I think all of us, like, they, they all kind of know, but, uh, ran Barstool, Arkansas for a magical three years. We lifted it from the ground, uh, to the penthouse. Um, everyone's favorite anonymous account, uh, definitely didn't keep me humble. Uh, and then, uh, retired from Barstool, Arkansas, uh, last, last week, week and the fame definitely last week. We're fresh off at my follower account on my personal account. Went up 2,100 followers. Uh, I'm not humble anymore. Um, and Never I have worked. like a makeup trailer now. I did literally did makeup for this. So to say the fame's getting to my head would be a gross understatement. And uh, with, the, with the famous eye roll over here, our boy uh, Sneed. Sneed, what's up, man? How are y'all? Doing good, brother. Are we going by William or, or Sneed? What's the move? Uh, I was, uh, you know, for the for the for the sake of the pod, if we're if we're if we're uh, picking names, you know, just Sneed feed. That's that's Sneed what I'm known feed. by. I like uh, Sneed feed. Yeah, don't give him that face, JJ. Let him be himself. Jake, I mean, come on, you know, you're JJ. JJ's amazing. <laughs> I'm not going by chief culture officer. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're JJ, and we got Sneed feed over here. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about how this all started, because I believe that our first real meeting about this whole thing was in January, right? Or was it December? It was January. It was I right could. after that uh, when me and Will went to Oxford for that away basketball game. You actually messaged us That's right. like that night. Yeah, so I've been following Will for a long time because when I was still in college, I remember Arkansas was playing Missouri State in a regional, and Sneed... Sneed Feed tweeted out that he had some free tickets. I think maybe John Neighbors retweeted you. And, uh, I was working for Bill Mattingly at the time. And uh, I was like, hey, man, I couldn't find any tickets anywhere. So you hooked me up with some free tickets. I've been following you ever since. And you kind of tweeted out that you were in uh, Oxford. And I kind of put it together because Barstool, Arkansas was doing the same thing. And you guys were talking that, like, Oxford had the best shrimp and grits in the world or something like that. And I was like, y'all too are funny. That. I, was, <laughs> I was ready to uh, take a step in the pod deck podcast direction away from this professional life but has as like a journalist so i wanted to jump into this world and i thought you two were perfect for it met at jj's had a few drinks a couple and uh decided we were going to do this but we we hopped over to the gasanos after that too we did not forget that yeah the one dollar the one dollar drinks were, were pouring that night one dollar big beers and I, I when i tell you that like we were all in we were all in but some things hit the fan um but uh, three months later, basically after JJ said that he was done with Barstool, Arkansas, it was time for him to do something on his own. I was like, let's do it. This is the time to do it. So, so we're really excited. I JJ, to you about that. Yeah, I, I think like, you did. I'm on. You're like, oh, okay. 
<laughs> no, I wasn't like, ah, okay. I've been wanting to do this for a while. So, um, JJ, what, what's your vision for this whole thing, man? So I kind of like, I wrote a short little blog about it uh, a few days ago, but I honestly, like, I do not think, especially once we really get this rolling, I don't think that anyone else can bring what we can bring, especially in the South. Uh, I don't, I think there's a huge, huge hole as far as Southern media, like podcasts in general. I don't think there's really anything, at least in our age group that people provide. So I see like this, honestly, you know, starting as, you know, maybe Arkansas centric, possibly right now, there's not a whole lot. So it's easier to not be Arkansas centric, but I honestly think there's a foot in the door for us to really take this off. We each have like a very solid following now, now that I caught up to you guys. And I, I think that, like, we have enough backing right now to really get this off the ground quickly and become, honestly, like a southern, like, regional podcast. And we're all a little bit different. We all bring something different to the uh, table. That's just great. So right, right. I, would, I would want Sneedfeed to take this question, but this is more of a JJ question as well. So um, how do we come up the, with the name Beers on Heads podcast for people that don't know? Yeah, so, there's, I mean, Beers on Heads is a lifestyle. It's a, it's a choice. Um, it started, again, like, I'm, I'm This is like true life. It's this very, is like true life. It's a lifestyle. It's a choice. It started It started one day in Baum Stadium. Uh, there was a home, I think it was the Missouri State game when there was a midweek, and there was a home run hit right into the lap of a Missouri State fan that was chirping, and I, it, the hog pen was just a freaking mess. Um and it was like the bottom of the seventh or something. At that point, I had a few beers already. So I looked at like my pool beer cup, and I had one of three options. I could drink it as like a celebratory war cry. I could like pour it down my pants, or I could put it on my head. And that's why we don't have a podcast named Beers Down Pants Podcast. We have a podcast I do, called I Beers Down Pants like Podcast. <laughs> you can always change it. I would have to, in first, put a beer down my pants. I don't know if I'm willing to do that tonight, but we can talk about this in the group chat. No, that's hilarious, man. So it was beers on heads is what it's going to be. And it, I know, does it make you mad when you see that when the bases are loaded, people have the beers on the heads? Or is it more of like, it makes it more universal no, so people can take it both ways? That's just like kind of a respect your elders type deal. They had that first. There's no mm-hmm. relation between the two. So like, it's like, it, I don't feel like my toes are stepped on. I mean, technically speaking, yes, there is. But, like, the idea itself, there are two completely different things. There's a beer on a head, and there's a beer on head. Uh, right. And the one, with yeah. The, yeah, the one with the emphasis is what we are. So, dude, what I like about the Beers on Heads podcast is a lot of people probably don't understand it, and they're, like, looking at this, like, what are you guys doing? Um, for me, I just I, I think it encapsulates what we want to do, and that's Bomb Stadium. That's the hog pen. Because for guys our age, I've always said this. Like the biggest party in Fables happened at Bomb Stadium, whether it's a Friday or Saturday. You got everybody and their like best friends are all headed up, all making a little quick. Um, the beer is flowing, like it's an amazing time. And I, I, I don't think I missed day. the home game. Yeah, I don't think I missed the home game for the last two or three years that I was um, in college. And of course, I've been covering um, for the last year and a half. And I mean, I, I definitely missed the hog pen. But what about you, Steve, man? What do you think about when you think about Bomb Stadium? Well, first thing, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's the hog pen and, and, and that's really, truly, uh, I've, I've sat out in the, in the general seating area before and it's, don't get me wrong. It's great. Um, it's, it's baseball, you know, um, and you, you get to experience it in a way that, you know, you're sober. Um, otherwise, yeah. 
Well, well said. Otherwise, uh, it's the hog pen, you know, and, and, and I've, I've worked for the last couple of years, I've looked into, uh, instead of buying seats in the regular area, you, you can buy season tickets out there in the hog pen. I mean, that's, that's, that's the move. That's 100%. a party that don't stop. That's a party that don't stop. You know, every, every, every home game. Yeah. You get secure so t- when you listen to this, yeah. When you listen to this podcast, we want you to give you that feel that you're sitting there with your boys in the hog pen. I feel like that's encapsulates what the SEC is all about, especially for people that are our age. So um, I guess mm-hmm. in every episode, it doesn't matter if you're drinking water or whatnot, but I feel like we're celebrating a little bit today. So uh, everyone give a little drink check just for our first episode. Cheers, boys. Cheers. What Dude, are we this drinking has been today? fun, man. I'm, I'm really excited. What did you drink today, buddy? It really? looks like an... Uh, we got an Natter today. I was drinking uh, Samuel Adams Porch Rockers, which is a seasonal. Uh, but the tracks were running fast today, so those went down quicker than anticipated. <laughs> That's hilarious. What's up? What about you, Sneedfeed? Uh, going with the old classic. This is this is my grandfather's beer, the original low-carb beer, Miller Lite. <laughs> Your grandfather's beer. That's awesome, man. Unlike, uh, unlike you, D-Gents, I've actually been, you know, working all day. So this is my first beer hey, of the day. I cracked I, it I open. That's, that's, that's a Okay. Beer. All right. No, but what time did you crack open your first beer, though? Like four. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. So, well, a healthy 8.30. Oh, wait, no. It's I a had Wednesday. a beer. And I had a beer on so my I had to. There you go, man. Exactly. Degen, 100%. So I got this like Breckenridge Brewery vanilla porter, but it's like a classic. I'm living with my parents right now during this whole quarantine corona thing. Um, so it's kind of like still whatever beer your dad has. I have some hot Coors Light in my car that are not mm. going to be consumed until they are uh, cold again because you know they're only good when the mountain's blue. So I've been kind of living that high school life, which is eat eat pasta, boxed pizza, box pizza, and like still beer from your dad, which is nice. Um, so speaking of that, let's talk about the quarantine, the coronavirus life a little bit. Um, let's just get into that cause it sucks. Um, what do you guys miss about normal life? I'll start with you, Sneed. Well, uh, first off, I mean the obvious sports, you know, it's like, uh, you can't just throw on a video game, throw on a, you know, anything like that. I mean, it's just not the same. Um, you can run through some of those old old sporting events that you haven't seen before that roll across ESPN or you know CBS Sports Network or whatever. But it's just you know you you still don't know the outcome, but it it doesn't give you that it old old time yeah. feeling. And uh, that's that's the first one for me. The second one for me is being a being a social person, uh, being around people, you know, and and not just not being around people, but not being able to go out, even if it's just a restaurant and have a glass of wine and a, and a nice meal and get to sit tea. down, whatever, sweet Dude, tea, Cabernet, whatever. I think we're all social people. And I could tell Steve was struggling when I was over there Sunday, but man, JJ, you looked rough, buddy. How have you been coping with this whole thing? Yeah, not well. Um, there's really three big things. Uh, number one is showering. Really miss showering. Uh, you can still shower. You can still shower. That's so stupid. It's not in the spirit. It's not in the spirit of things. 
number two is shaving. That's, that one's more on me. I have an electric razor because I'm not the a real shower is on you too. You can still shower. <laughs> Uh, number two, I, I'm not a real man, so I don't use a real razor. Um, uh, and I, I don't know where my charger is, so I've just been growing this baby out for a while. Um, number three, looks good. Uh, I, yeah, thanks. Um, I miss getting rejected at bars, and not. I when I say that, I don't mean like in an active sense of getting shut down at a bar. I miss the feeling of waking up on a Sunday morning. And realizing that I didn't shoot any shots for like five hours. That's the yeah. that makes me feel alive. That's what gets my blood pumping. Um dude, I've shot my shot you, wait, one hold time up. at a bar. Let me let me let me ask you this. Like, do you uh, miss the Sunday scaries? Hell. I have Sunday scaries every day of my life, so I mean that's nothing. <laughs> but like the actual I'm Sunday well prepared for the quarantine. That's true. It depends. That's, There's been a there's been a there's been a few Sunday scaries like after the Kentucky game I had a Sunday scary that lasted until Thursday and then I was like oh this is just a mental breakdown yeah so that's more than a Sunday yeah, scary not, I, don't, I don't really stuff. miss them too much go ahead though you had one more thing man oh uh, no I was just expounding on my uh, previous point uh, I've shot my shot at a bar one time in my life and it was like three years ago and. I walked up to the right of this girl at uh, Yeehaw, and I asked her if she wanted a drink, and it was so loud. And she, her lips were moving, but I couldn't make out what she said. So it easily could have been yes, but it also could have been no. And I just took that as a no. And I turned around, and I walked straight out of the bar, and I left my friends. I, told, I texted my friends to tap me out. I'm done. Yes, Will. The answer to that was absolutely yes. I've, I've never heard that to be no it, it, she she might have said no later but no yeah, dude that she, was you did the yes. right you did the right thing by assuming she said no never assume she said yes <laughs> i don't know who you are Steve. that's yeah. messed up and bad advice for the youth that's jj true. you did the right thing continue that's, on thank you uh and so that's kind of scarred me for three years so i haven't really shot shots at bars since then dude how much more i haven't really thought about this yet but I just miss bars. I'm not talking about like Dixon on a Friday night or Saturday night where it's like packed. Just like a casual day at JJ's or just any bar that you can name. And just like the smell of it outside, it smells like cigs and just broken dreams. But that on a Saturday, like with the weather, especially with the weather is like the way it is right now where it's starting to change. I mean, imagine being out in Bomb Stadium, but then like, you know, imagine being outside on a porch at some bar in Fayetteville where, you know, you're just talking to your buddies like, about the football game or the baseball game that apparently happened or anything else that goes on in life because I'll talk to my parents every day and I'll talk to my buddies. We'll be text like, what'd you do today? Nothing. Every day. It's like every day is a new version of yesterday and it really sucks. Um, if there's anything else you want to add about the quarantine life, please please do so now. I miss fights by the food trucks. <laughs> That's what got me going. Dude, but right. imagine like a, like a fight in the foot track after a football game. Like you're going to get all of that when it all hits, it's all going to hit at once. Like a freaking like orgasm of sports are going to all happen at once. There's so so much aggression. Yeah, I know. And it's going to be amazing. And I'm really looking forward to it. So with that being said, we're going to transition a little bit here to uh, what normally would be our sponsorship segment. And I'll be honest, we've had some people hit us up for some sponsorships. We're just not very, 
Um, we're just not good enough yet to get paperwork down and all that BS. Like we're still struggling to get that down. Eventually it'll happen. But um, we did want to take some time out of the podcast, what would normally be our sponsorship segment, to support some of these charities, what's going on during um, the quarantine. So we're all based out of Fayetteville. Right now I'm in Batesville, but we're all based out of Fayetteville. Been there a long time. Love the city. That's something that I know I don't even have to ask you guys about. I know you guys love Fayetteville. Um, so we wanted to do something local. And uh, the best way to do that, I think, is through GoFundMe. Um, we've all been to Dick's, and we've all been to a great con- concert at George's. I know one of my favorites was uh, – Corey Smith recently. Favorite George's concert, go. Dial up multiple times. Dial up is awesome. Dial up is awesome. I love Dial up 90s, man. They're a most underrated local band out there. Um, So we've all had a good time. Um, Got a little little tipsy at George's. So um, in honor of that, there's a GoFundMe set up right now that the uh, owner of George's set up. You go to GoFundMe.com slash George039S. Uh, we'll, th- we'll tweet this out probably so you guys can make it easy on you. Um, I'll just read it right quick. So with uh, the coronavirus, then George's has obviously been shut down, I think, since March 13th. So it's uh, got to be safe. And, you know, obviously everyone else is shutting down. So this this fund, $4,095 raised right now. They have a $20,000 goal. This fund is going to go straight to the wait staff, um, the back of house kind of deal. Those guys are out of a job right now and um i think the guy said that he's going to try to pay them as much as he can out of pocket but it would really help him out and keep george's alive if we can all just add a, chip in a couple bucks to those guys that are um unfortunately out of a job so um we'll probably do another charity next week but let's try to get this guy's twenty thousand dollars i don't think it's impossible to do and at the very least no. you know tweet it out and spread the word because those good folks need their money just about as we do um and support so, local too support local Yes, absolutely. Local, local, local. Local. Our friends at JJ's are I awesome. I got Wendy's have... this afternoon. Yeah. I got That's Wendy's not... this afternoon. I feel like a horrible human being. Yeah, you are horrible. Never Shame don't go to There's so many I'm better places to eat. Yeah, no, you did misunderstand. There's so many better places you could eat in the uh, Fable area or wherever you're at. Um, please support local. So that was a little, that was a little um sway from the deviation of what's going on but i feel like that was important to add and we're going to keep on doing this until this whole coronavirus thing is shut down because people need their cash brother so um let's go straight to this game which i'm really nervous about um so this is what happened jj sent me this itinerary for the uh for the podcast and i was looking over it i thought it was pretty good um he had the um, sponsorship at the very front, which is a no-go. I don't like that. So I moved that back. That's the one thing I did. And I looked at the very end, and uh, he had this thing called Mount Rushmore of SEC quarterbacks since 2000. And I puked a little bit in my mouth. I was like, this is I our first I, read it. <laughs> I, 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 like, I was like, this is our first podcast ever. How you know when, like, a hell dog are you like, going to add a Mount Rushmore? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, like, you know when, like, a dog's, like, yakking on a bone? That's how I was acting when I was writing that, because I felt so disgusting, because it's been done on every single podcast that three white guys host. Literally. (laughs) Around Mount Rushmore. Dude, 100%. So, like, I felt disgusting. I've got my... But I call it... I'm interested to see... I was like... So, we no, what we did is we workshopped a little bit. We did. Uh, I was like, JJ, we're not going to do a Mount Rushmore. I promise you, with 
until the day I die, I will never do a Matt Rushmore on this podcast. I'll do it for somebody else's show that had me on, but I will never do a Matt Rushmore for this podcast. We're better than that. So what we decided to do is make up our own game. And JJ came up with, like, the most complicated BS I've ever heard of. But I've been working on it. I've been trying to workshop his idea. And, JJ, will you please explain a little bit of what's going on? All right, so here's the basis of this. It's basically Tinder, but for quarterbacks. So what Pete is going to do is he's going to – Yeah, so what Pete's going to do is he's going to say the name – or the college that a quarterback went to. And neither Will nor I want to swipe right on him yet. It goes to the next uh, next thing in his bio. I have three stats. So whoever says swipe right things. first gets that quarterback. Right. So. And if neither of you guys swipe right, then, um, or if you want to swipe left, then we're going to have to come back and circle around because both of you guys get four. So be, be sure yeah. of that when I'm, going, when I'm going for the first couple, that both of you guys get four. So at the end, it'll probably make more sense. Um, I got eight quarterbacks. Yeah. I went and did my research, even though – Full-time job here, still, like, you know, putting on for the pod. It didn't take that long, but so I'm going to go ahead and get started. <laughs> so, all right. If you like it, say swipe right. If you don't want it, say swipe left. And then I'll put your name beside this guy, and then we'll, we'll go for that. All right, so this first quarterback. Okay. These are quarterbacks since 2000, correct? And let me yeah. just clarify before people get mad at me. I didn't pick the best eight quarterbacks, because if I did, that would probably be too easy. These guys are kind of random. There's some superstars in there. Um, no real duds. I mean, duds are just too easy to swipe left on. So, you know, some average SEC quarterbacks. But we're going to see what you guys end up with at the, at the end. This first guy is from Texas A&M. All right. And actually, by the way, before, before I say this, I'm doing individual years. So you're going to get, like, the 2003 version of this cat. I thought it would be easier. And so, you know, if some people went to college for three years. Some went to two years. So the stats kind of equal out when you do just one year. It's their best year. So this guy yeah. – Texas A&M, in one year, threw for 4,114 passing yards. Swipe right. All right, that's uh, – Sneed's got this guy. You can have that. You can have that. That's probably Tannehill. By the way, JJ, that's the most passing yards out of all these guys on this list, so I don't know why you were ah, impressed. Son of a <laughs> All right, number two. This guy went to Florida. 2,942 passing yards. 23 touchdowns to 13 interceptions, three rushing touchdowns. Nobody's going to back. Mm-mm. Nobody's going to back. Swipe left. Yeah. I don't want him. I don't want him. All right, we'll, we'll circle back, back to this. Guy. All right. This is the third cat. Mississippi State University. He swipe threw right. Every- swipe right. JJ's got that cat. All right. Please be tagged. Please be tagged. There's no one else behind that. All right. This number four went to Tennessee. 2,946 passing yards this year. 27 touchdowns, 12 INTs, 12 rushing touchdowns. Give me that. Yes, yeah, right. Oh, dang it. I know who that is. JJ's got number four. All right. Number five. This cat went to Alabama. 2,846 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, five rushing touchdowns. I'm you know what? I'm going to swipe right on that. You're going to swipe right on that trash? All right, dude. If that's Brody Croyle, I'm going to be so mad because I really want Brody Croyle on my <laughs> no, team. No, no. I mean, I'd, I'd say not a terrible quarterback. but So we got right now, we got Sneed has two and JJ has two. And you guys refuse to swipe right on the second guy. So we'll move to the sixth guy. 
this guy went to Arkansas. Um, this particular season, swipe he had, right. I don't want the other guy. Swipe right. <laughs> okay, JJ swipes right on this guy. All right, that's called gamesmanship, Willie. Look it up. <laughs> I saw. That. So JJ, you got three, and there's two guys left. Sneed, you have two, and there's two guys left. So both of you guys have a swipe right left to go if you want it. Um, this guy went to Auburn. This particular season, he had 2,854 passing yards. Swipe right. Swipe right. Okay. Uh, Sneed got you beat, GJ. Oh, no, he didn't. Yes, he did. He absolutely – am I correct? Hey, Justin, Justin, are you listening? This is our producer, Justin. Shouts out, Justin. Yeah, I got you. Sneed got that one right. Yep. Yep, you got it. Okay. So this last guy, Sneed is actually – wait a second. No, you both have one more. So you can either go back to the second guy or pick this last dude, all right? So let me let me let me go back to the second one right quick. See if you want this. All right. Florida, two thousand nine hundred forty-two passing yards, twenty-three touchdowns, thirteen interceptions, three rushing touchdowns. All right. Now here's number eight. He went to Georgia. Swipe right. Three thousand four hundred. Okay. <laughs> right, I'll take, Smart I'll take move, guy. All right. So I think we have our teams. All right, okay. here's what I'm going to do before we do this. Let's try to guess who this is, all right? So all right. I'm going to write this down while we go. First guy, A&M, 4,114 passing yards. Who is it? Menzel. That's Johnny Football. Sneed got Johnny Football. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's tough, man. You should have known that one. All right, yeah. number two, Florida. JJ, 2,942 passing yards, 23 touchdowns, 13 interceptions, three rushing touchdowns. Who would you get? Rex Grossman? No. Well, Close. You got Chris Leak. Ah, same era. Okay. I like Chris Leak. I like Chris Leak. All right, yeah. It's a little sandwich. Won the 2007 National Championship, so I can't go wrong yeah. there. All right, here's your third guy that you got, or second guy that you got, third guy in the list for you, JJ. Um, went to Mississippi State, 2,423 passing yards, 21 touchdowns. 10 interceptions, 16 rushing touchdowns. Ooh. Who'd you get? Is that Dak? You got Nick Fitzgerald, son. I think it was Nick. That's, fine. That's not that. bad, though, but I can live with that. you'd rather have Dak than Nick Fitzgerald, no matter what the stats say. So. I opened up the box, and instead of, like, a PlayStation, it was, like, I don't know, a gift card. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got something good. You didn't, you didn't lose. Yeah, right, I'm not complaining. Um, this is also you, JJ. You got three in a row here. Went to Tennessee, okay. 2,946 passing yards, 27 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, 12 rushing touchdowns. Who'd you get? Is that Jared Guantanamo? <laughs> no. no, you got let – me, let me go back. All right, so first of all, Steve, you got the 2013 version of Johnny Football. You got the 2006 Chris Leak, the 2016 Nick Fitzgerald, and then you got the 2016 Josh Dobbs also. Josh Dobbs. So you got the 2016 Josh Dobbs. All right, that's three for you, JJ. It's not too great. <laughs> but here's where no. it gets hard. This one's bad. bad at this game. Right. For someone that came up with this game, I'm really pretty freaking bad at it. It's tough, man. It's tough. All right, so this one's probably your worst one, Sneed. He went to Alabama, threw for 2,000. Who do you got? Who do you think it is? McElroy. No, you got John Parker Wilson. Oof. Oh, I think that's yeah, better. Uh, like, dude, that's that's like, like, worse, right? 
I was I literally thought to myself, who was the most mediocre quarterback besides people from Arkansas? Um, who was the most mediocre quarterback since the two thousands? Um, John Parker Wilson's probably the most mediocre. So that's who you got. Not too bad because the next two guys are pretty good. So JJ, this is your last pick. Um, he went to Arkansas. I gave the stats already: three thousand eight hundred sixty-nine passing yards, sixty-four point seven percent completion rate. 32 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Who'd you get? Uh, it's one of two people. Um, is that Tyler? Mallet. Is it Mallet? Okay, yeah, that was the other one. 2010 right. version of Ryan Mallet. So I think he was definitely one of the best, one of the best seasons in the SEC of this since 2000. Not not the best. Obviously, you got Tim Tebow, Peyton Manning, and then um, this next guy. Went to Auburn, 2,854 passing yards, 30 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Who'd you get, Snead? 20 rushing touchdowns. Didn't even get to oh, the Cam. That's either Cam or Nick. Wait, is it Nick? You got Cam, dude. Nick, okay. Nick would never okay. throw for 30 touchdowns. He wins. Like, he wins. All right, and then this last guy went to Georgia. Basically 3,500 passing yards, 25 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, um, 61.4% completion rate. Who'd you get? Aaron Murray. You got Matt Stafford, man. Oh, really? So, all right, don't say anything. Just, I know you already he said He just it. ran just, the freaking table on me. Dude, you got any any adjective or verb you want to put in there. You got that, JJ, because Sneed wins his Johnny yeah. football. Okay, 2013 Johnny football. Just let me go through it. I just want to rub this in. Will got the... 2013 Johnny Football, the 2007 John Parker Wilson, the 2010 Cam Newton, and the 2008 Matt Stafford. JJ got 20, 2006 Chris Leak, 2016 Nick Fitzgerald, 2016 Josh Dobbs, and 2010 Ryan Mallett. <laughs> <laughs> I don't love this game. Honest to God, the only one that I would trade you for is maybe... Maybe, maybe John Parker Wilson for Chris Lake. Well, no, John sorry, Parker Wilson. No, sorry. Stops. But there's no trading. So, like a big man. I know, I know. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So when we do this game next week, I'm definitely hosting. I love hosting this. I would never want to play this game. Um, but so I'm just going to go back and say. How do you feel about yourself? What was that? How do you feel about yourself? Yeah, can you? Oh, I feel like a winner. I feel like a question. So I'm going to give that one point to to Snead. I don't know if that was tough to follow or not, but hopefully you guys follow along and have fun. I I went a lot better than I thought I would. Yeah, no, I I had fun doing it. I hope people had fun listening. All right, it is mailbag time. This is where I tweet out uh, for y'all to send me questions, and y'all do exactly that. Um, so I'm just going to go through these because y'all, y'all actually exceeded my expectations here. I was expecting either not a lot of questions or some very bad questions. Uh, and honestly, I think there's a good mix of all of it. Um, so we'll start with Sean W. Uh, he said, do you think our pitching staff could have brought us to the college world series finals without an ace like, uh, Knight or Zay and without a shutout closer like Cronin? So, so, really? Obviously. Well, before Willie takes that, he's talking about Arkansas, obviously, right? Yeah. Okay. 
Well, go ahead. Uh, personally, uh, the College World Series Finals. Yeah, that's where I kind of got caught up on that. Yeah, the the finals. No, I I think that I think that it was a 70 percent chance of getting to Omaha in general. The finals. You have got to have a team like that. Twenty was it? Twenty sixteen was that the? No, it was twenty seventeen. Thank you. Sorry. You've got to have a team like that. Twenty seventeen team that's just got everything in the bag. They've got pitching. They've got fielding. They've got hitting. Um, I think that I think that this was probably an Omaha team. But I don't think this was a College World Series final team. So for me, I don't think this Arkansas team was going to even be an Omaha team. And I just look at their schedule and the competition they face. They really struggled going down to Houston. And I know there's been years where they came back from that. But um, just that third pitcher was always going to be a mystery. I know Caleb Bolden was coming along. Patrick Wicklander looked I know Wick's your buddy, JJ, but I know Wicklander was having some real big struggles. I think maybe this is actually going to help He was going to turn around. That's He's a loyal listener, so watch your work. He's a loyal listener, and, I, and <laughs> <laughs> so Wick Lander wasn't having his best stuff. I think Nolan, I don't think he was the problem. That's the question, right? Can you make it to the College World Series Finals without an ace? I think Nolan was a real ace. I thought he was going to turn it around and honestly be a heck of a pitcher for Arkansas. I think he still will be. Um, but that being said, like like Will said, you need everything going on. Kirstein couldn't carry this team um, single-handedly, although it felt like he would sometimes. Um Christian Franklin was stepping it up. A lot of people were stepping up, but it just it just wasn't what Dave Van Horn expected this team to be. Because when he said before the season, what he said was, this is the best team I've ever had. And he kept on saying that, saying that, saying that. Then he kind of backed off of it after the first uh, non-conference schedule. So I don't know if this was an Omaha team even. That's my answer. Um, I mean, I'm a little – I lean toward Will on that. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons I lean toward Will is – it's the most frustrating thing. Casey Martin was there. Like, one, like a right before the season cut off, Casey Martin was there. He was, like, laying off that off-speed, off-speed bullshit down and away. He was staying back. Yeah, he was pulling everything up the middle. Like he, like, he was spraying the ball like Casey Martin does. If we get that Casey Martin and we have Hessen hitting like that, I mean, that's a, that's a team that scores six, seven runs a game. You're going to win two out of three games scoring that. Well, in case uh, – As far case- as – Sorry, go ahead. No, you got it. You got it. Oh, I was just going to say, Casey. Casey shored himself up on defense too there at the end. You know, before before the season got cut short, which was yeah, absolutely. a big key absolutely. in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, and then as far as pitching, I a I think Zeb was going to be a shutdown closer. I really do. I thought he was going to be the next in line. Uh, I mean, the kid throws harder than Craig Zeb does. Was awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I thought we have a ton of arms in that bullpen where if you get to that Omaha stage and I thought, I think we have a lot of quality and they're freshmen. So like, yeah, maybe they do fold under pressure, but like those younger freshman, sophomore guys, man, I, I mean, we have six, seven guys that go out there and throw 96 plus. I'm like, not going to say, can't, I mean, substitute that. I'm not going to say this to get the last word, but I know a lot of people said they had a lot of arms in the bullpen. They did. They had a lot of young arms. I think you needed Kevin Copps and Cole Rams to pitch better than they were pitching. It did not look like they were going to turn it around. You needed those two guys to be really, like, good bridge gap guys, and they, they weren't going to be that. And you that, When you went to the bullpen, especially in these long series where everyone's tired, 
you got to have somebody that can give you at least four or five innings or three or four even. I don't think there was a guy in there that could give you three innings. You didn't have that. A good team, not not an Omaha team. Next question. There was not a there was not a low ski or a coffee shop. No, there was not. Or was uh, I will say though. Yeah, I will say that Wick, I love you. Do not listen to what they say. I thought you were just about to turn the corner. So. I never said anything. About that. Wick is super talented. Oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, think he's no. super talented. Strictly is with people. <laughs> I thought we're going golfing next week. Uh, question number two. This is probably uh, for more Pete and maybe myself. Uh, why did Peter ruin his life when he could have spent the rest of it with Madison? That's from Ty Rickinson. That's not. He's talking about Pilot Pete, man. JJ. No. He's talking about Bachelor. No. Bachelor Pete. <laughs> no, I know he is. It's funny. My first girlfriend's name was Madison. Okay, so the answer to that question is: if you don't watch the Bachelor, he had a terrible mother named Barb, and Barb was in a. She was Fiona from Shrek, and she was the worst person that's ever existed. And Madison was an angel. I agree. If it was up to me. And I had that kind of pull. I would definitely go after a, a girl with Madison with high standards, obviously beautiful. Definitely the best of the bunch when you take into account like his top five. Um, I think the reason it didn't work out is because his mom is a crazy person. Uh, I just I think it's more – I think Pete realized that he's not worth her at all. I think he got freaked out. So. I think he went to his little shell. Yeah, no, I think he just kind of handed his way out of that. Not a bachelor guy. Yeah. Sorry, Will, but we had to talk about that real quick. That's fine. Uh, Ty Richardson, though. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Uh, this one comes from Drake. Uh, how many dates slash how long into the relationship until you can uh, drop a deuce at her house? It's neat. Uh, I think it's, you know, man, that's a tough question. I think it depends. Well, I, I think it depends on what kind of a what kind of a deucer you are, you know? I mean, if you're if you're if you're silent and quick and and not smelly, then you can do it wherever you want to do it. But uh, for me personally, be a while. I think the correct number is three. If the girl's cool and you like her, you've hung out with her three times already, then you could take a deuce. Um, you know, clean it up a little bit. Bring some bring some like Febreze if she has some light sure. candle. Be a gentleman about it. But I think three is the correct answer. Uh, so I'm more of a guy where I hold it until 4 a.m. And I set an alarm on the phone. And at 4 a.m., I wake Smart. up. And I she'll go, never know. Yeah. She's, she'll never know. You have a good solid three hours until she wakes up. The smell's going to be long gone by then, whether if you have the fan on or not. So not everyone as long as you're not, like, absolutely – I just said, guys, maybe I have that God-given ability. I don't know. But, like, unless you're screaming bloody murder in the bathroom, she's not going to wake up. So why not just go, boom, first date, 4 a.m., poop in her bathroom? That's okay. my answer. Well, well, yeah. Maybe you can wait till the second date. First date, though, you're going to try that crap out? Hell. Yeah, oh, well, JJ's a freak, man. Let's <laughs> uh, <laughs> <I> see here. <laughs> uh, I will most likely never be able to see Kirstead in a Razorback jersey again. How do I move on with my life? It's tough, man, because there's a lot of question marks. He, Well, first of all, we, we talked about it. Could this have been an Omaha team? I don't know. Um, Kerstad was so good that he might have been able to win you some of those tough games. Um, 
it's tough because there's so many question marks surrounding his career. Could he have been the home run leader for uh, the University of Arkansas? Very likely the pace that he was on. Um, I don't think that there's a better field, a better home run hitter that I've ever seen um, in the college game that can hit balls to every side of the field. Um, I, do you guys remember when he hit, like, basically hit foghorns? I don't know which game it was, but it's tough to swallow, man. It's it's going to be that way for a really long time. This whole season is going to be interesting, though, because you're going to be able to tell your buddies and um, your friends down at A&M or your friends uh, in, in Starksville, Mississippi, that, hey, we could have won this year. Um, what could have been. So I think it's an interesting little thing that's going to be a tick for years to come. An asterisk, if you will. My answer to that is just the same way that I get through all of depression questions and sadness, continue to drink. There you go. Um, I, I think he worded that question poorly. It sounds like he's like still waiting like a, an ex to like call him back. Um, yeah. So not will, it's not that you will most likely never will be able to see Kerstad. You will never see Kerstad in a Razorback jersey again. I just want to clear that up. It's sad. Uh, it sucks. It is. No, it's tough to deal with, but you just kind of have to face reality at this point. Um, there's one more. This one actually I think was more geared to, toward uh, myself. Uh, I want to break down of the madness that was the Barstool best bar straight from the horse's mouth. Um so that was actually way more of a grind than even I anticipated. It was my second year doing it. The first one was pretty easy, and there wasn't – I mean, I didn't really put a whole lot of like effort into it, and we still got to the Sweet 16. Uh, this time around, it was it was no holds barred, man. I was I, When I was tweeting at 3 a.m., that wasn't a bot. I was literally up at 3 a.m. tweeting like multiple times a week. Uh, and the kid that runs Barstool now, I won't say his name because I think it's against the rules, but uh, he, he, so I would give him the ideas and like the vision and he would throw together those videos. So I think he's going to do A, great at Barstool, Arkansas, and B, like it was, I think we had the perfect team this year. Uh, I was just up tweeting from 7 a.m. to 3 a.m. and he was putting together these videos and it just kind of worked out. Uh, we honestly almost pulled off the comeback against Kansas. We were down at one point by like 2,000 votes. We ended up losing by like 400. Uh, so that last day push was something real. But no, Final Four, I'm, I'm happy with that. I'm happy I was able to go out like that. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a good way to hang your jersey in the Raptors. Uh, if you know, you know. Yeah. It's, it's like one of those, I don't know, Jeter moments where he hits a walk-off single, and that's like his career. Um Oh, last one, specifically for Will. What's with all the dudes in Fayetteville wearing khaki Daisy Dukes? Uh, so the only thing that I got to say to that is, you know. Yeah, sure. So he's wearing it right now. Absolutely. Nothing wrong. Yeah, for those on, like, Spotify and Apple Music, the man has khaki shorts well above his knees, which I'm not going to lie. Like, when I wear shorts, I'm going well above the knee. I'm going to solid, like, five to six inches above the knee. Same, but but I, is that what he's talking about, or is he talking about like cut off khakis? I I I think it's I think he's talking about the like the shorter khakis. I think he's I think he is. Okay, too. so let's see. Wait, something? I guess so. Yeah, I know. So like that seems like a him problem. The question yeah, was: Is there something I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to go against the guy. I mean, everybody's personal taste is their own taste, but you know, sometimes I'm, I'm standing outside, I'm whatever. And I just want to get a nice, nice tan and not have a horrible tan line. 
So. I bullied my dad for three years into finally ditching cargoes mercilessly. And he finally did. So, no, I take a strong stand where, like, if it's khaki shorts, you're going to go, like, five inches above them. My dad doesn't wear cargoes anymore. And, like, he has lost 10, 10 years off of his life. Looks amazing. <laughs> so for man. He's got these nice legs. He bikes every day. Um, you guys got anything else? Or do you want to go ahead and wrap this one up? Let's go ahead and wrap it up, man. So, um, what we're going to try to do here is we're going to try to get this. Our wonderful producer, Justin, is going to help us out as much as possible. We're going to try to get this up on all platforms. So, whether it's Spotify, I don't know what, what Android users use, iHeartRadio or something. We're going to try to get it on that. And, of course, iTunes. Um, and then try to get this video up on YouTube, which I think is probably the best way to watch it. Fortunately, the first episode, we couldn't all be together. But there's no better time to do it than during quarantine. I thought it went great. I appreciate you boys. We'll be back next week. Hopefully, you guys like the game. And uh, give us five stars. And um, it's not like one of those things where you go to Joe Rogan's podcast and you give him five stars or your favorite part of my take episode. This is big for us because we're just starting out. So please, if you like it, subscribe. Give us five stars. And I promise you the audio is going to be better eventually. All this stuff's going to work itself out. But we just had to get this out there. And um, it's been awesome. Let's go. Cheers, 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 cheers. Beer on the head. Cheers. Hey, let's go. 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 Let's go.